Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of Real Life. I'm Lisa, and today we are going to be talking about positivity. This podcast is not intended to replace therapy, counseling, or seeing a psychiatrist. All information is researched and opinions are my own. I am a mental health registered nurse and professional content developer. So let's get started on the topic of positivity. In the mid-1980s, Katrina and the Waves declared that she, uh, and presumably all of the previously mentioned Waves as well, were walking on sunshine. And it's starting to feel good. Hey, and no wonder, because more than 35 years later, that little number still earns hundreds of thousands of dollars a year, if not more, in licensing fees for advertising usage. But enough about the new, the nuances of old music and capitalism. My point is that this relentlessly positive song, which is actually all about new love, is a song that describes a sensation that I hope we've all been able to relate to at some point in our lives. That feeling of practically beaming with positive energy, regardless of how or why it may come about. The thing is that being positive doesn't mean that you're going to feel like that 100% of the time because it's physically and mentally impossible to feel happy all of the time as our moods ebb and flow depending on what's happening internally and externally. But the thing with positivity is that it's a state of mind and it's one that can help you to navigate challenging times in a more mindful and optimistic way. So, what is positivity, and what isn't it? Positive thinking is about being hopeful, confident, upbeat, forward-looking, constructive, and practical. What it's not is about only focusing on the positive. I mean, I get the appeal of the whole good vibes only thing you see on Instagram, but unlike life on the gram, real life is not a highly curated and perfect looking assortment of experiences. Real life is messy. It's complicated. It very frequently tests your limits and pushes your boundaries. And often it involves having to find ways to navigate around other people who are either inconsiderate or completely self-absorbed or both. Positive thinking is closely related to optimism. Now, however, while optimism tends to be about how you view the future as mostly turning out for the best rather than being a steaming pile of horse manure that most pessimists predict it is, Positive thinking is very much about the here and now. It's about looking around at where you are now in life and seeing all the good things, while also recognizing and acknowledging the not-so-good things and being able to make your peace with them. Because here's the reality. You can't change what has happened to get you to this point in life. But you can most certainly make changes 
now, which will then redirect the course you can take in the future. So even if you're currently standing knee deep deep in that pile of horse droppings, uh, and I sincerely apologize for the visual picture that I've just created here, uh, the thing is that by looking for and focusing on the positive, you can identify a path out of that pile of manure. So how do you know the difference between positive thinking and negative thinking? Well, honestly, you know, I'm quite sure that every single one of us knows when we're in that negative head space, you know, the one where everything feels just too difficult. So what's the point anyway? And so if we can recognize that, then we can observe it when it's happening and choose to step back and refocus our thoughts on the positive. Negative thinking tends to come with a lot of negatively focused behaviors, both internally and externally, such as being highly critical of others and yourself, uh, preferring to assign blame rather than looking inward at your part in whatever has happened and accepting responsibility, then dwelling on bad news, taking things that other people do and say as a personal attack, always expecting and even looking for the worst, then being drawn to drama, seeing yourself as a victim. Think about those eight examples I just gave. That's not a a particularly pleasant or enjoyable way to live life, is it? And beyond that, negative thinking can be damaging to your physical and mental health. Increased stress levels for a prolonged period of time can damage your internal organs and cause a range of physical and mental symptoms, including digestive issues, frequent headaches, disordered eating, and more. And taking that further, negative thinking and behavior patterns can have a damaging effect on your relationships with family and friends, not to mention your partner if you're attached, because it can be draining and exhausting for other people as well as for you. Which leads to the next part of today's podcast episode. Why is realistic positivity part of good mental health? I could probably just sit here and say, because it's the opposite of all those negative things that I just talked about. But I won't, because I like to make sure I share as much quality information with you as possible. But it is is the opposite of that stuff. So here goes. A a 2019 study found that there are many benefits of optimism and positivity, and I quote, Our results further suggest that optimism is specifically related to 11 to 15% 
longer lifespan on average and to greater odds of achieving exceptional longevity that is living to the age of 85 or beyond, independent of socioeconomic status, health conditions, depression, social integration, and health behaviors like smoking, diet, alcohol use, that type of stuff. And the link here is mind and body. And they're saying optimism, the the way you think, is related to your body. But in this case, optimism has a greater effect on longevity than smoking, diet, and alcohol use. So... The general expectation that good things will happen or the belief that the future will be favorable because one can control important outcomes is what that is talking about. The main point here is that it's all a matter of your perspective. Positive thinking is about looking for and being positive in the here and now. Optimism is about having an inclination towards hope and positivity for the future. I've mentioned this, that whether you look for the negative or the positive, what you seek is what you will find. And I've said that because it's a way of explaining a psychological term called cognitive bias, which is our our tendency to pay more attention to things that confirm our existing beliefs. It's quite funny that we humans are often so resistant to change and growth because we're fortunate to have self-awareness and the ability to grow on an intellectual and emotional level, yet so often we fight against that with every fiber of our being. But the fact of the matter is that if you want to grow, you have to push yourself beyond your existing thought patterns and beliefs, because if nothing changes, then nothing changes. How do you do that? Well, let's get into the how-to part of this podcast episode. How to embrace positivity in a healthy way. So the how-to is full of a lot of tips and ideas. So I'm going to whip through them because there's a lot that I'd like to talk to you about. I'm going to give you a few fundamentals to really work on and then lots of specific ideas that you can pick and choose in accordance with what feels most comfortable to you. Okay, so the first general principle, if you like, is decide on who you want to be and why. If you want to be a positive person, that begins with choosing to be one and clearly understanding why you are making that choice. Are you sick of feeling negative and down about things? Harness that and use it as the driving force behind your efforts to be more positive. Understand your why and remind yourself of it every single day because it'll help you 
to stay motivated and on track. Next, actively look for the good things in life. When you make a conscious choice to look for the good in spite of whatever might be going on around you or in the world in general, you begin to see more and more to feel positive about. My favorite thing to do when I'm feeling a bit low is to sit and watch my dog for a couple of minutes because his cuteness levels are turned up to 11 as a standard on everything he does. Or if I really want that extra bonus amount of cute time or feeling good, I spend a few minutes just playing with him. Seriously, he thinks he's a dog and he he loves to to scamper about after scrunched up paper, then brings it back to me, drops it at my feet, so I'll throw it again. So, you know, we play fetch for a few minutes. And when you see those types of happy and joyful moments, it can be a circuit breaker that helps you to refocus on the positive. Next, when bad or upsetting things happen, view them in isolation. And what I mean by this is that when that type of stuff is going on, it can be easy to default into thinking things like, the whole world is a dumpster fire, or I never get anything right. And if you go down that path of thinking, what you're doing is taking one specific event or situation and zooming in on it as though it were the be-all and end-all of life, which it just is not. At the same time, that difficult stuff is going on. Good things are also happening because life isn't just one thing or another, and situations are rarely ever just black or white. There are a million different colors and shades in between, and all exist simultaneously. So remind yourself that the challenges you're dealing with or thinking about are just one of those infinite shades and not the entire world. It helps you to put things in context and step back from the situation in a more objective way. Then manage your self-talk. The way you think about yourself and how you talk to yourself matters because it shapes your reality and creates your future. So I recommend checking uh, and researching uh, a little bit about self-talk. Uh, it's a very important thing. Uh, I have an episode on self-talk that you might want to listen to to uh, just get your, your feet a little wet in the water. The next principle to consider is choose what you consume. And by this, I mean what you consume physically, mentally, and spiritually. What goes in creates your reality. So regular trash food will make you feel like trash physically and mentally, just like watching or reading or listening to trash affects your mental health. My next door neighbor uh, years ago was working out in his garden and had the radio on quite loud. And it was talkback radio in the middle of the day. So, you know, a lot of bored people with too much time on their hands 
who were ready and willing to complain about anything and everything. And it got to the point where I could still hear it with all the windows and doors closed. So I had to put on headphones to drown it out because all I could think was, why are these people so angry about everything? And frankly, I don't need that type of juju in my life. It's the same for spirituality. I've talked about this before, and it doesn't have to mean religious beliefs. But if that's what feels right to you, go for it. But what I mean here is having a sense of something more than just yourself. When we only focus on our own wants and needs, it disconnects us from the wider world and the enormous universe that we just happen to occupy a tiny fraction of, a percentage of. And when you consider the sheer scale of the universe, you begin to realize that many of the things that annoy us or upset us each day are actually pretty insignificant, which makes them easier to let go of. Next, be conscious of who you spend your time with. There's a thing I read somewhere a while ago that claimed you are the product of the five to 10 people you spend the most time with, which may or may not be the case, but those relationships absolutely do have a big impact on you. If you're around negative people all the time, it can be challenging not to be dragged into that kind of thinking and behaving as well. Whereas the opposite is true when it comes to being around positive people because positive energy creates more positive energy. So choose who you spend time with carefully. Next, if and when a negative thought occurs, challenge it with a positive one. This is pretty straightforward in the sense that you are choosing to be more conscious and self-aware if and when those negative thoughts pop in. And then if you challenge that with a positive counterpoint, it can jolt you out of that negativity. For example, if you default to thinking, ugh, this is too hard, then challenge that with, actually, this is an opportunity. Also, find someone to focus on positivity with. It's a great way of keeping one another focused. Uh, my husband and I do this sometimes, where one of us might be getting annoyed about something or complaining, and the other will say, okay, so now let's look at the positive, or something similar. Having someone to bounce things off and support you, and vice versa, is really helpful. Speaking of complaining, my next point is, stop complaining or gossiping. I am not even going to try and explain or sugarcoat this one. Complaining and gossiping are negative, and that's the end of this story. If you want to be more positive, don't do those things. Also, I've spoke about self-care. Well, practice self-care. Do you know who likes to feel good about themselves? You do. Do you know who has the power to make you feel good about yourself? You do. Make time every single day for healthy self-care and treat it as a priority because when you feel good about yourself, you tend to be more positive. Self-care 
care is much more than bubble baths and a chocolate chip cookie. So check out my podcast episode on self-care. And like in almost every podcast I publish, I mention regular exercise. And I'm saying this because exercise increases your mood and a good mood leads to greater positivity. I'm pretty sure I've, like I said, used this before, but uh, exercise gives you endorphins. Endorphins make you happy. Happy people just don't kill their husbands. They just don't. Do with that quote what you will, but exercise makes you feel good. The next point is gratitude practice. I have a podcast on mindfulness and gratitude. So you want to practice that. I talk about this one on many episodes. And the reason why is because when you're grateful for what you do have in your life, you are less focused on the stuff you don't and less prone to fear of missing out or trying to compete with other people. My next point is use a parking lot for issues. I often recommend this to people when I'm working uh, in uh, with patience. When you're feeling overwhelmed by challenges and issues, write them down and then put it away and come back to it in a few hours or even better, a few days. You'll find that tip in some of my work podcasts. So getting back to my point here, Often you'll see that the things you were dwelling on are less important than what you initially thought they were because the emotions will have simmered down a little by then. And this is a great technique as well if your mind is racing before bed. Write it all down and commit to review it in the morning, but not until after you've had your breakfast and actually started your day things often look much less worrisome by the light of morning. Next, address issues and obstacles. We're always going to have some issues that need to be dealt with. So rather than letting them pile up or pretending they don't exist, deal with them. Break things down into small steps. Break things down into small steps. And make a little progress each day, even if it's just a few minutes. Any progress, big or small, is progress. Next, start every day by choosing to focus on the positive. What you focus on is what you focus on. And in addition to gratitude practice, you may find making a conscious choice to focus on the positive to be a good way to kickstart your mindset every day. Sure, at first you might need to be making that choice a few times each day or more, but eventually it will become second nature. Commit to positive thinking and make the effort every single day. Walk away from drama. What more important than walking away from drama? Being caught up in in the drama with other people or having peace of mind. What's more important? 
because you you can't have both. And while we're at it, choose not to create drama of your own. Life is so much more enjoyable than uh, when you don't have to deal with drama. Next, live your life for you and focus on your own backyard. Your life is yours to live. And if you're someone who behaves in a way that is kind and that does no harm to hell with what others think, and that also extends to focusing on your own business and not getting involved in what others do. Their life is theirs to live as they choose. And if they aren't harming anyone, just let them be. Focus on your own backyard. Focus on your own business. Then, limit your news media intake. If you spend a huge amount of time reading, listening to, or watching the news, you are going to get bombarded with a massive amount of negativity and less than constructive opinions. Sadly, it appears that positive news gets way less viewers than the sensationalized negative stuff. And news outlets know that, so they will bombard you with all the doom and gloom that they can possibly find. And some of them will even manufacture drama to try and keep viewers engaged. Get your news from impartial and reliable sources and limit it to once or twice a day at most. And then... My final suggestion is get support. If you've tried lots of different things and still struggle with negative thoughts, get support from a therapist or counselor. You can help. They can just help you to work through the underlying reasons why and who can also guide you and identify potential approaches that may work for you. It takes time and a lot of effort but it absolutely can help you to refocus your thinking. Because when it comes to positivity and mental health, what it all boils down to is this. Sometimes in life, we have to deal with stuff that isn't particularly great, but that doesn't mean that life is a total dumpster fire. In fact, there is so much in life to be positive about and grateful for. Loved ones, nature, the nearly infinite possibilities just waiting to be explored by each of us every day. So choose to focus more on the positive while being realistic about your expectations and accepting that life is not always going to be rainbows, unicorns, and puppy dogs 100% of the time because, well, stuff happens. And that's okay. The choice is yours, as it is with all things related to your well-being. So, what choice will you make today? This is Real Life. I'm Lisa. Stay well.